The sermon for the fourth Sunday after Pentecost is from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 10, uh, verses 5 and also 21 to 33. Uh, The sermon is entitled, Have No Fear. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Instruments of righteousness. This is what St. Paul says to the Romans in our epistle text this day. That yes, you are the righteous in Christ. The gospel, the word, the sacraments, you are indeed the righteous ones. Because you are forgiven. You are redeemed, reconciled to God, and by what He has done for you as the free gift. From God to man, there we tread, there we strive by his very word. By faith in the instruments or in the righteousness of Christ. So, because of this, because of the gospel, Jesus says in our gospel text, Have no fear. Because Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is your victor. So, have no fear. And this is the tension of our text. Because Jesus very well knew what was to come for the disciples. A very fearful road, so it would be. As they would stand for the truth. And in the midst of that truth, they would face much opposition. Brother will deliver brother over to death, Jesus says. And, and even the father, his child, and children will rise against parents have had them put to death. And you will be hated all for my name's sake. This is the road to which they would be on. That they would be hated for my name's sake. And that name is Christ. Yet even, in, yet even in the midst of this, in the face of op- opposition, Jesus says, do not fear that even those who kill the body, oh no, they can never kill the soul. Do not fear. After all, you have more value than many sparrows. How comforting this is. As Holly would say, Jesus is always with us. And he is. And there the disciples were called to do what? Proclaim the word on the housetops. The whole counsel of God. From the law to the gospel. From showing people their sins to the comforting words of Christ and in him crucified. Yet in this proclamation they too would face and see And would be met with fears. The question is, why do we fear? Like I know there's many reasons why we fear, I say. But what is the the bottom line to why we fear? And Jesus, he he gives us these very good words. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough For the disciple to be like his teacher and the servant like his master. 
It is all about our place, all about our order. <clears throat> Jesus says, the one who endures to the end will be saved. It's all about place, it's all about order. That word endure. If we see the Greek there translated, a better, even more pointed translation would be to remain under. Whoever remains under the name of Christ will be saved. Whoever remains under the teacher, under the master, will be saved. Because this is the name to which we have our true eternal refuge and strength. And we know this, don't we? Yet as we live our lives, we also know our frail flesh, the spiritual tensions, especially when we are encountering our own fears. That from master to student, from teacher, while well, there we see it turning upside down. Rather than trusting in his word, rather than remaining under his name, what do we do? We panic, we take control, we trust ourselves. And ultimately, we remain under our own little gods. That is why we fear. We fear because we believe in that very moment that we are all alone in this. And that's the battle of the human flesh, isn't it? We know what the word says. Jesus says, have no fear. Verse 26, verse 28, verse 31. I mean, he repeats himself time and time again. Yet, as I guarantee, as we go on with our week, we'll say, wow, I am very fearful. We turn on the news, I am very fearful. We look at the uncertain future, what's going to happen in our world, I'm very fearful. We look at our kids and say, oh, wow, the world they live in, I am very fearful. Even the words we say in this culture, maybe it's I'm very fearful that people will cancel me out. How fearful it is to say the words of Christ. And there in our fears, we quiet our mouth. See, fear exudes self-survival. Fear trusts in their own little gods. Where fear becomes above the master. Where fear becomes above the teacher. This is what is happening when we have this fearful heart. As Jesus says, have no fear yet. We find ourselves grasping for straws. Not only does Jesus say have no fear, but he says, as I said earlier, proclaim to the housetops. Proclaim the life-saving message that saves humanity, that saves the soul, and that is the gospel, that is Jesus. Yet you and I very well know how easy it is to hesitate. For some of us, we say, well, it's not our place to share and proclaim Jesus Christ. Or, well, it might offend those around us if we give them the words of eternal life. I want to save my own name and reputation in this world. And there I shut my mouth because of my own pride, which is the big little God in our lives. Our fears 
saving our face in front of man. Jesus says in our text today, there is this road. It's not easy. There is suffering. Yet there is also comfort. His name. Hallowed be thy name, we pray, don't we, in the Lord's Prayer. We pray in the Lord's Prayer, help us, O Lord, to live godly lives according to your name. Hallowed be thy name. Help us, by your Spirit, to remain under your name, because we very well know what is surrounding us with all this noise of the world. The flesh that says, it is not enough to be under the teacher, the devil that says the same, it is not enough to be under the master, the world that says you are on your own. And there we find ourselves full of fear. And this is our nature, my friends. As we run for cover, And as we look at ourselves running for cover, how foolish and futile this is. As we live as our own little gods, as if somehow our own human refuge can be the ultimate protection in our lives. Yet this will never be so. Jesus says, have no fear. See, so it's so important, my friends, to understand what is really happening when we are grabbing hold of fear as if it is our own little God. And therefore we confess our sins. Every time we become the master or teacher, every time we trust ourselves more than God, every time we live in the idol of our fears, every time we live as if our lives mattered the most, there we confess our sins and we repent. These shelters we make for ourselves, my friends, they seem impenetrable, but they are not. The things we build for ourselves, they will never endure to the end. And that's why you're here today in His Word. Because it's only Christ who is and will always be your only refuge and eternal strength. Because it is Christ who endures to the end. It is Christ who remains to the end faithful. It is Christ who goes to that end to take upon the wrath of God your sins to face the ultimate punishment. The penalty for our sins. Jesus endures. He remains under the Father's will as He went to the cross for this is the Father's will to suffer, to shed His blood, to face His own death for each and every one of you. And our Lord remained. You know, we run. We scatter. Our Lord remains. He does not turn, nor does he hesitate. Our Lord remains under the Father's will. He endures to the end for each and every one of you. And that end there at the cross, he faced death straight in the eye and died for you. 
His blood, washing away all your sins. And that's why you are righteous, by His name. The name, the Redeemer, the Messiah, the prophet, priest, and king, our Lord Jesus Christ, the name that saves you, this is the word that, that, that you need to hear. This is the word to which you remain, because it's only Christ who rescues you from the jaws of death and the devil. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The free gift. Not earned, not deserved, not merited, but rather given by His grace. And thus, this day you have eternal life. This is our good God, the righteous one, who remained for you so that this day we could say these words, standing confidently and boldly, knowing full well that we have been saved. There's nothing more to add, my friends. Nothing more so that you may be more secure. No, nothing, because you are already there. All the fears have been quelled, and that greatest fear is your sin. And your sin has been accounted for, answered for, by our Lord's work upon that very cross. This is your righteousness, and you are righteous as the burden has been lifted, and you are set free. And so it would be for the apostles, They would live the holy and sanctified life that as they face the suffering and the persecutions of the land, they would go forth as instruments of righteousness. They would go boldly to proclaim the Christ, to proclaim the law and gospel, to shout from the housetops the life-saving message of Christ because there is no other message, no other life, no other forgiveness. There is no other way but only Christ. And friends, for you, what a great privilege it is to share the message of the gospel. Because the words you share are the words that are not of your own. It is only by the work of Christ given by our Lord, by what he has done, that you can actually say these words. Because without his death and resurrection, without his remaining faithful to the end, there is nothing to say. Without his grace and mercy, again, there is nothing to say. Yet thanks be to God, because of what he has done, there is everything to say. That you too shout with boldness and confidence the words of eternal life, because that's what Jesus has given to you. That's what Jesus has given to all the world, to shout. To not remain quiet, because the empty tomb has given you the victory. So go now in his name. Go now in boldness. Go now in confidence. Because Christ has endured for you. Amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen.